When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports, Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Thursday, September 5th, 2019, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Give Dr. Mike O'Neill a call. He's the best dentist in town. 317-849-2933. Been my dentist for over a quarter century. I am absolutely thrilled every time I go to that office. I'm going there next week from tomorrow and tell you the truth. I can't wait. Yes, I said I can't wait to go to the dentist. 317-849-2933. 2933. I want to talk about Jim Ursay today, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Jim Ursay, according to the Indianapolis Star and according to Forbes, has turned down $3.2 billion to sell his franchise to an unnamed suitor. Now, whether you think this is nonsense or whether you think it's on the level, I'll tell you this about Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay, despite what is believed by people because of his odd media appearances, He is a damn smart businessman. You know what he did yesterday? He saw the Forbes report that valued the Colts at $2.65 billion, and he said, no, that's not enough. We're going to bump that to $3.2 billion just by talking to the media, and so that's exactly what he did. Now, maybe he did get that offer for $3.2 billion. Maybe he didn't. But what he did by confirming that he did and not naming the person who supposedly made that offer, he bumped up the starting bid for his franchise. We know that last week he put his gigantic Zionsville home on, on the market for several million dollars. So he's in the process of kind of liquidating a little bit. Would he want to liquidate his team? Would he want to get out of the football business? He's been in the football business virtually his entire life. His dad acquired the Baltimore Colts back in 1972 in a swap for the Los Angeles Rams. He paid $19 million for the Rams, swapped it for the Colts, moved the Colts here in 1984. He passed away in 1997. Jim Irsay inherited the Indian. Colts. And so maybe Jim wants to get out of that business, out of the family business. Maybe not. We don't know. Right. But again, Jim Ursay is a hell of a businessman. Here's what he does. And I know that we think that him buying all the rock and roll memorabilia, all the cultural iconic stuff is sort of he's made. We make sport of it. Right, but I'll tell you what he's done by buying those things. Number one, he has indulged his love for music and for cultural idolatry, right? Like the Jack Kerouac scroll that he wrote On the Road on, 
right? Bought that for a million bucks a few years ago. That is worth a hell of a lot more than a billion dollars. Here's what happens when you buy something that's one of a kind, as is Prince's Yellow Cloud guitar, as is Jerry Garcia's Tiger guitar, Ringo's drum kit from the Beatles, John Lennon's Sgt. Pepper piano. Uh, You've got all kinds of stuff. Bob Dylan stuff. You've got the David Gilmore Black Strat that he used forever and ever and ever that Ursay bought for $4 million. When you buy one-of-a-kind stuff, you set the market for it. If you buy a dozen, one of a dozen, okay, the other 11 owners, they can set the market. They can kill you, right? If they buy something, you own something, you've got, there are 12 of these things in the world, all right? And one of these guys, you pay a million bucks. One of these guys sells his for $400,000. Your market has collapsed to the tune of 60% with that one decision that you don't control. But when you buy a -a one-of-a-kind item, you control entirely what the value of that item is. All right, all you need is one wingnut who loves Prince, who wants to overpay for the yellow cloud, and boom, you're in business to the tune of a big profit. That's how the economy works. When the supply is one and there is demand, you get to set the market for that item. Jim Irsay again and again and again and again has bought one-of-a-kind items. I submit to you, that he is a really good businessman and a really smart businessman. And while the Indianapolis Colts are one of 32 franchises in the NFL, they're quite unique in their history. And so when that was acquired by Mr. Ursay back in 1972, right? 1972, you know what? That was a one-of-a-kind deal. And Jim Ursay owns that franchise, it's one of a kind, and if he says that that franchise is worth $3.2 billion, that's what it's worth, and that's going to be what it costs. If nobody wants to pay it, that doesn't really matter a damn. All right? What matters is that Jim Ursay never sells it at a loss, and obviously it's never going to be sold at a loss, but never sells it for less than the $3.2 billion. He's making that price. The NFL franchises in the NFL are incredibly valuable because they are the moneymaker for sports media. Sports media, they overpay for NFL rights because the ratings that the NFL generates is absolutely enormous. It's huge. So these media rights deals, which are coming due and are going to be renegotiated, and this time with Amazon as a player, maybe Apple as a player, a lot of these companies, these online companies, are going to get into the play-by-play business, Netflix, because they generate eyeballs, they generate subscriptions, and that's the way this game works now. So that value of the Indianapolis Colts and all the other 32 teams are going to continue to creep up and up and up and up until finally the health risks in playing football are so serious that there really isn't there aren't a lot of players anymore and until you reach that point professional football franchises are going to be incredibly valuable as is the Indianapolis Colts. Let's talk about the Colts for a minute. I talked to the Colts rookies today, a bunch of them, about playing their first game on Sunday. They played 4-0-5 against the Los Angeles Chargers. Colts, we're going to find out something about the Colts this weekend. The Chargers, they went 12-4 and last year. They're being talked about as one of the favorites to win the AFC. All right, we're going to see what happens on Sunday. How are these guys preparing for their first NFL action? We talked to them. 
All right, Rocky Scene. Are you ready? How you feel? You ready for your first action? Yes, sir, definitely. Um, I feel like, you know, we worked, you know, all through OTAs, rookie minicamp OTAs, preseason camp, you know, and practice here now, just all working to this point here, and I'm just ready to go out and, you know, show my ability. What do you think will happen Sunday? What do you think will be running through your head? Just, just trying to get the call, playing, taking it one, one play at a time, you know, trying to execute and make plays. Are you a guy who's kind of calm in that moment, or are you, do you anticipate being kind of jacked up? Uh, probably a mixture of both. This is, you know, my first NFL game, so I feel like the emotion will be different. But I feel like, you know, I, I'll, I'll be calm and, and be jacked up, you know, when we make plays. What's your expectation for you, just to go out and take it a play at a time? Definitely. Go out, take it a play at a time, get the call, execute the call, move on to the next play. Bobby Okariki, so this is going to be your first NFL action. How do you prepare for this kind of thing? Um, I mean, you know, just follow the direction of Coach Flus and the older linebacks in the room. Um, just break it down, really. Go with the first and second down, third down, two-minute special situation. Um, and then just really familiarize yourself with charges personnel and then just go hard and practice each week. Is that part of the thing during the preseason where you guys get to go on a couple of road trips so you understand getting on the charter, getting off the charter, staying in the hotel, what kind of the, what it feels like on a game day or what it feels like on a game weekend when you travel? I mean, yeah, especially as a rookie, those preseason games are huge. Uh, just getting in that rhythm, finding what you need to do as your preparation-wise, getting ready for the week, and then obviously playing in the games, just getting that real-life feel of it. Has this slowed down a little bit for you yet? A little bit. I mean, you get familiar with the playbook. I mean, we've been going through it since OTAs, training camp, uh, same guys in the field, and then going through those preseason games, you know, feeling comfortable making some plays, just excited for week one. Thanks, Bobby. Appreciate it. Hale Henches, how do you prepare yourself for your first NFL action? Well, you know, I think a lot of it's just following what the the veterans in my room are doing. You know, obviously, um, I'm not 100% sure, you know, just what... uh, um, the NFL really entails as far as like game preparation goes at this level just yet but you know it's similar to I'm sure college games where you know you need to you know get a good understanding of the defense you're playing and the individual players and um, you know just make sure that you have the the game plan down perfectly and I think all that will you know give you the best chance to succeed. What do you remember from your first action at Alabama? I just remember you know the game being a lot faster that's I think that's that's probably the biggest thing um, you know it was uh this was, it was against Wisconsin in 2015. That was our first game, and I remember my first couple plays was probably a little rough just because they, I think they still had all their ones in, and I was basically just coming in to, you know, give our starters a breather. And so I think I remember it being, uh, I had a couple plays, probably didn't block all that well, but it was, it was a, a good experience, though. And do you expect this to be kind of similar where the difference between high school and Bama is going to be similar to the difference between Bama and here? Yeah, absolutely. I I would say, you know, at each level, you just get it gets progressively harder, obviously. And I think that jump from college to NFL will be the same. You know, obviously in the preseason, um, you know, I was going against mainly, you know, guys that were probably backups and. Uh, so I think whenever you go against these cemented starters and, and everything, you'll really see the game jump and how much bigger it's going to be from college to the NFL. Does it help that you had a couple of road trips during the preseason? You kind of know sort of you know, where to be and how to get there and what the night before is like and the meeting schedule and that kind of thing? Right, absolutely. I think just getting all that underneath your belt and, and you know that, that trip to uh, Buffalo we had gave us a really good indication of, okay, you know, here are the meetings schedule. Here's you know what travel looks like, and there's all that makes you feel better as a player because you know you know exactly what to expect. You don't like a whole lot of you know question marks. Thanks, Hale. Good luck. Have fun. Now let's talk to wide receiver Deion Kane. 
you're not a rookie, but this is your first game action. How how big is this Sunday for you? <laughs> it's very big, man. It's a because I haven't this time last year I wasn't around so this this time just want to go out there and not be too excited and just just go through the motions and take it play by play I'm I'm very excited for it though do you have an advantage over a rookie going into your second year I mean you've been kind of you know your way around this stuff um I mean no not really everything's still new to me because like going traveling with the team doing all other things with the team so um other than just more being more comfortable in the playbook but now right now me and rookies are kind of on the same page so this is one of God damn experience with the boys too so perfect thanks have fun those were Indianapolis Colts, Rocky Seen, Bobby Okariki, Hale Hentges, and Deion Kane. They're going to get their first NFL experience this Sunday, 4.05, in Los Angeles against the Chargers. In other NFL news, Antonio Brown is going to be suspended by the Oakland Raiders. That, according to multiple reports, out of Oakland. What the hell did Mike Mayock and John Gruden think they were going to get in Antonio Brown? You know that the guy is crazy. If you invite crazy to your party, you better be ready for the house to burn down. Because that's what happens once in a while. If you're not willing to tolerate crazy, don't bring crazy into your family. For goodness sake, Antonio Brown found out he was going to get suspended the other day. He went on Instagram to yell about it, and then he had a heated exchange yesterday with Mayock where Antonio Brown almost went after Mike Mayock. There was almost a physical confrontation, a fight between those two guys. What the hell is going on? You know, back in the day... Oakland, all they said, their big slogan, just win, baby, right? It didn't matter what you did off the field. You just show up on Sunday and you ball and you go out and you win. Okay, that's fine. But you have got to be able to accommodate some guys, some stragglers, all right? Some like behavioral stragglers who are going to do things that you think, oh boy, that's head scratch. But on Sunday, he's going to be here and he's going to ball out and we're going to win because of this guy. If you're going to do that with Antonio Brown, go ahead and do that with Antonio Brown. All right? If you got to take a jab to the jaw, you take a jab to the jaw. You understand that Antonio Brown is nuts. All right, but he's really, really talented. He's going to help you win on Sunday. So if you're willing to accommodate that, go ahead and accommodate it. Bring the guy in because then you're going to win more football games by having more talented guys. All right, but if you're not willing to accommodate that, you can't invite Antonio Brown into your home because, again, he's going to burn it down. He's going to screw with something. The lights are going to go off. The place is going to flood. All kinds of bad things are going to happen because Antonio Brown is in your home. If you don't understand that and if you aren't willing to allow for that, then you can't do business with crazy people. And that's exactly what the Oakland Raiders have done. And that's exactly why the Oakland Raiders can't get out of their own damn way. Tonight, you got the Packers and the Bears celebrating the 100th season of the National Football League. They're going to do that at Soldier Field, and I'm looking forward to it. I want to see Mitch Trubisky. They keep saying he's going to take a leap. This is year three. Let's go. He was drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes, right? So he's got to show out. Let's see if he does that tonight. The Packers' defense a little bit better. We know all about the Bears' defense, but we also know this, that the Bears' defense is now coordinated by Charles Pagano. We know Chuck Pagano from his time here in Indianapolis. The defense for the Indianapolis Colts was never altogether too great. It was never the defense that won them games when Chuck was here. We'll see if Chuck can get that defense, have them behave as they did for Vic Fangio. Right, This, to me, it reminds me of when Buddy Ryan was the coordinator for the Bears up through the 85 Super Bowl, 
and then he was replaced by uh, Tobin, Vince Tobin, and that didn't go so great. It didn't the first year. They were okay. They allowed fewer points, but it was a bend-don't break, and you were populating that defense with attack dogs. It didn't make any damn sense, and it really, to me, ruined a great defense that I love to watch. That Those guys playing the 46 was magical. Those guys playing whatever Vince Tobin set up, I did not like at all. Anyway, Bears, Packers tonight. We'll see if that defense can get to Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what Khalil Mack does in his second year in Chicago as he tries to justify the, uh, the Bears sending two number ones over to Oakland in exchange for his services. Uh, Butler, they released their schedule for this season, including the TV games. Uh, if you've seen it, great. If you haven't, here are the non-conference games. They play two exhibitions against IU Kokomo and the University of Indianapolis. Then they've got home games against IUPUI in New Orleans. They go on the road for the Gavit tip-off games. Actually, that one's here against Minnesota. Then they play Wofford, Moorhead State uh, here at Hinkle. Then they go on the road to play against Missouri and the winner of, hopefully the winner if they beat Missouri, of Oklahoma and Stanford. Uh, that's a little round robin deal. Then you've got Ole Miss down in Oxford, Florida in Indianapolis, right here at Hinkle Fieldhouse, Baylor in Waco, Southern at Hinkle, Purdue at Bankers Life Fieldhouse in the Crossroads Classic, Louisiana Monroe at Hinkle Fieldhouse, and then you start with conference play. You've got St. John's at Carneseco uh, Arena in Queens. I'll tell you what, I cannot wait for football to get started. I'm going to be toggling back and forth. You've got the Bears playing. You've got the, the Cubs playing the Brewers up in Chicago North. We call it Milwaukee. They call it Chicago North. We'll see what happens with that game. And then we got a big weekend of college football and professional football. That getting going in earnest on Sunday afternoon. I absolutely can't wait. I also can't wait for tomorrow morning's edition of Breakfast with Kent. 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 8.15-ish on Periscope Live. It's a show so nice we do it twice, all brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Join me.